Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. Welcome to a new episode of the Creative Brew, here to give out creative insights and practicality for your creative journey. We're here at Panels Comic Book and Coffee Bar here in Oceanside, California, right off of Mission Avenue. Uh, please try them out. Great comics, uh, great coffee, great treats. Also, too, if you are a creative and you're looking to, to release your book, you can sign them on for our book release party to promote your book, as well as other business meetings and events. So please check them out. You can check them out at Panels coffee.com or you can check them out on instagram or facebook today we have fernando also known as the pba to some that, that may not know he, he is like i said there's i would say entertainer wrestler actor there's probably so many roles that he does it's, it's, it's actually probably it's pretty hard to sort of describe what he actually is but like i said i, I think he'll further explain who he is how he came to be and probably some things that he, he may be able to show our audience and um, to really give some insight for, for anybody that's, that's either looking to get into the entertainment industry or looking to just try to build a, a bigger vision for their lives. Uh, and uh, sometimes it takes a team. So, um, but also too, we have his son, Jonathan, Jonathan hey. who uh, is the state uh, runner-up in wrestling uh, in California. Uh, one of the toughest states in the country. Um, so very great accomplishment. He's got some big things going. Um, he's, he's still competing, still got some, some, some great things, got a bright future. And we have his manager. Like I said, you can introduce, introduce yourself to the, to the audience too, as well. My name is Bob Oso. Uh-huh. Everyone likes Bob <laughs> That's Oso. My manager, Bob Booker Oso. in the professional wrestling industry. Um, and his name is Bob. <laughs> I truly believe that you know, if, if anybody's trying to inspire to be a, a greater version of themselves, uh, you got to have some people in your in your corner. What What do you think? What did, What would you think about something like that? As far as what, how would you describe? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, him? Bob, Bob also is an amazing, amazing friend, uh, manager, Booker, uh, creative mind in the professional wrestling industry, along with his family. Uh, his wife Lupe is a huge, huge support. Yeah. And uh, just uh, pushing me and support me as we navigate through the professional wrestling business, as we all know. You know, with MMA, I'm a former professional MMA fighter, yeah. uh, two-time world champion with a Gladiator Challenge, which yeah. is a local California-based regional promotion. Yeah. Um, you know, there's with those industries, it's a very fickle business. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's not uh, glitz and glamour early on in the embryonic stages of your career. Yeah. It's a it's a tremendous grind. It's a lot of hard work. Yeah. It's a lot of failures. You know, it's a lot of uh, attempts before you get to the mountaintop. But eventually, you do get to a certain point, and then you know you come to a point to where. You know, uh, that success can ascend to even higher heights yeah. or, you know, other opportunities may present themselves, yeah. you know, uh, in other aspects and facets of life, such as entertainment and whatever. And in my case, you know, uh, well, just let me go ahead and quote my grandmother. She used to always tell me, Rome was not built in a day, nor was it built by one person. Yeah. So anybody in entertainment, in wrestling, in, you know, MMA or whatever have you, you need a core group of people to be that foundational rock support yeah. system whether it be from your camp to your teammates, you know, even in MMA and, and wrestling. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard, you know, the saying all the time that you're you're only as good as your training partners. Yes. And without your training partners, you know, you can't really rise 
to a certain skill set level that where you need to be in order to be successful. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's people that are journeymen, you know, there's people that are good, and then there's people that are just exceptionally great at what they do yeah. because of their foundation, their support system, mm -hmm. you know, their teammates, uh, you know, again, Bob and his wife are uh, phenomenal uh, managers mm -hmm. and uh, creative minds in the professional wrestling industry. Also, uh, you know, shout out to my manager and my agent in entertainment, uh, Cheryl Martin Allen from CMA Entertainment, her husband, Troy Allen, mm -hmm. uh, Raynard Pearson from uh, Work Talent Agency. Uh, they've, you know, had a vision and a belief in me, uh, kind of like how I came to be. Uh, again, I've, I'm ex-military, yeah. uh, served some time in the United States Air Force, I was a security forces member, military police officer. Oh, wow. Um, after that, uh, you know, originally I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, yeah. um, born small town roots in a steel mill country town, about 45 miles southwest of Philadelphia, uh, named Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, you know, athletic all my life, good family, salt of the earth. Pennsylvania is a real salt of the earth, a real yeah. college type yeah. state, and uh, growing up with that, and you know, a lot of family, a lot of cousins. Um, you know, ended up going into the military uh, in, in, uh, right out of high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, had kids early, um, yeah. you know, one of those situations, you know, you know, high school sweetheart or whatever, yeah. you know, I'm 17 and, you know, she, uh, I'm a 17 year old father and then we elope, we get married at 17, you know, you try to do the right thing, the oh, yeah. old fashioned, you know, moral thing to do, you know, you get a girl pregnant, you never leave anybody behind, you go into the service, yeah. serve your country, take care of your family, yep. and, you know, unfortunately, uh, certain things didn't work out in that fairy tale, you know, <laughs> happy book ending or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so married at 17, separated at 18, divorced at 19. So within the span of just a few years right out of high school, I've already experienced what most people have done within 40 years of living. You know? oh, yeah. um, so uh, moved, relocated, uh, got out the Air Force, relocated to Los Angeles, uh, basically just to start my life over. I'm like a young 19, 20 year old young man, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and then going from there, just, you know, finding myself and trying to yeah. find out what makes me tick or whatever. I ended up, uh, couldn't find a job. Uh, mm -hmm. I actually applied for a lot of law enforcement jobs. Wow. But for whatever reason, at the time, you know, 19, 20 years old, you know, yeah. what you know, get, you know, credit has good credit, but they refused to hire me because I had bad credit at the time. So uh, I re-enlisted back in the service, joined the Army, uh, National Guard component at this time, because uh, yeah. I wanted to go to school, play ball, you know, I was played football, Pop Warner, high school, all that, whatever. Okay. Uh, walked on uh, Santa Monica uh, College, junior college in Santa Monica, California. Uh, earned a starting position, was being uh, scouted, and oh, wow. uh, got letters from major uh, Division One universities. So yeah. I was looking possibly to transfer to uh, University of Southern California, or maybe UCLA, and a couple of colleges back east. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, again, I'm Army National Guard, reserve yeah. component, right there, 2005. It's like the height of the you know the, the war Afghanistan Iraq you know conflicts. Yeah. Um, was the first to go on preserve components and the National Guard components. Uh, I get ordered to go deploy to Iraq in 2005. I go through my uh, MOS uh, qualification um, training in uh, Camp Williams in uh, Riverton, Utah, which is right outside Salt Lake City. Okay. Um, as far as my 13 Bravo uh, field artillery, I was a field artillery cannon crew member. Mm -hmm. um, I get hurt in my training with my shoulder out. I'm like, oh man, what am I going to do? And then, uh, so now, I eventually, you know, that injury led to my subsequent medical discharge from the United States Army. Yeah. Um, so, uh, from there, uh, well, and then on top of that, that's when I got full custody of both my sons, uh, Jonathan here and his older brother. Uh, and that was, what, 2000, 
five, yeah, 2005, and ever since he was four years old, going back out here from Philadelphia, um, and he's been with me ever since. Yeah, and it's just been you know an amazing story, an amazing ride, and even back then, like uh, you know him and his brother, uh, they come from a very tumultuous background themselves. Yeah, with whatever situations with their biological mother, mm -hmm. we were married young, divorced, separated. She ended up having like you know a lot of other kids, a yeah. lot of different situations. Um, you know. Uh, and then going from there, uh, all the kids were taken away from her, put into foster homes and Department of Human Services oh, wow. in the system back in Philadelphia. Yeah. And, you know, uh, all of 2004, flying back and forth from Los Angeles, Philadelphia, fighting. Uh, got custody of both my sons, and they've been with me ever since. I had to drop out of college because, well, I got the injury. Yeah. Now I can't play ball. Now I got two kids. Like, are, are we allowed to cuss? No. Um, no. <laughs> okay. We'll try to keep it PG a little okay, bit. Keep sure, it like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> jumping the host of that, man. <laughs> That's so, a good one. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, hey, we're in a comic book store. So, yeah. jumping the host of that, man. <laughs> By golly. But, um, but no, man, it was, uh, it, it was crazy. And then, um, as far as like that, that, you know, I'm medically discharged from the army. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking, looking what I'm going to do now. I got a four and a five year old, you know, two little boys to take care of and feed. So I uh, didn't know what to do. So I uh, started uh, uh, bodyguarding and yeah. I started, you know, I was a big guy back then. You know, yeah. I played middle linebacker. I was about like 265. Um, was in football shape, wasn't in like the best shape or fight shape. Yeah. And then I started doing all the Hollywood nightclub, you know, bouncer type, mm -hmm. you know, profession. And then surprisingly at the time, a lot of the bouncers, most of them, uh, they were uh, either kickboxers or cage fighters. Oh, wow. And a lot of them from, you know, overseas, the Netherlands, Dutch kickboxers or whatever. Yeah. And at that time in California, in Los Angeles, prior to 2008, mixed martial arts was illegal. In, oh, wow. in a sense, it was uh, non-sanctioned. And then after 2008, they started to sanction MMA. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, amateur MMA and camo, because for a long time, uh, because it was illegal, there was, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the term smokers, but there were smokers for, they called uh, illegal underground MMA fights or venues or events, they called them smokers. And then basically this is where the cops would come in and raid in and you wow. didn't have a license if you weren't sanctioned by the California State Athletic you Commission, yeah. you got arrested. <laughs> it, it was crazy and people would just book out and just, you know, just haul out and, uh, but eventually, uh, you know, I, 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 I started uh, doing the bouncer thing, I got invited by the various different bouncers. Hey, you're a big guy. You ever thought about fighting? I'm like, you dudes are crazy. <laughs> you know what? But I went down. Uh, I had a little bit of a wrestling background. Wrestled a little bit in high school. Yeah. Was a huge fan growing up as a kid of uh, professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, and then uh, going from there, I just get bit by the competition bug. It actually humbled me because I'm sure a lot of people had these stories. But when I was uh, going through my various gym invitation training sessions or whatever to see if I liked it or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I was young. I was like 20 something years old, mm -hmm. 21, 22, however old I was. I was a kid. I was big. I was athletic. I was cocky. Uh, <laughs> and I go in there and then I'm like, you know, kicking butt, kicking everybody's butt in the gym. And then next, you know, they put me up against this, you know, Brazilian guy or whatever ethnic background it was. I think he was Brazilian, but he was maybe five foot nothing. 165 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. And I was muscling, ragdolling him and yeah. whatever have you. And then I gas out because I'm not, you know, whatever. And then next thing you know, okay, my turn, you know. And then he had me twisted up my big six foot one, 265 pound behind, twisted up like a pretzel. And I'm like, whoa, how did you do that? Yeah. And then that's how I just got bit by the competition bug and the martial arts and jujitsu and yeah. everything else. And I just dedicated myself and I just got hooked and eventually became a professional MMA fighter. I had a uh, 
seven and one. Uh, well, I guess amateur record, but back then it wasn't amateur. They were called smokers. So yeah. I had eight fights, seven wins, one loss. Mm -hmm. And then uh, ever since then, man, fast forward, I got hurt. Uh, 2008, my last smoker, Ring of Fire, uh, which is out in Monrovia. Mm -hmm. uh, Pablo. Yeah, Pablo Cordova. Yeah, I don't even think he's fighting anymore or whatever. Oh, wow. Blew my knee out. ACL reconstruction. Uh, was out for two years. It was a hell of a rehab and recovery. Yeah. Career ender. I should have been done, but I'm hard-headed, you know. <laughs> you know. Uh, Bad luck loves this guy. Yeah, and, and then I just had, you know, a series of unfortunate events when it just came to health and staying healthy throughout yeah. the early part of my career. And uh, then eventually, you know, I went pro in 2011. Uh, I fought uh, Steven Martinez from uh, Millennia MMA. Mm -hmm. He's a black belt, BJJ, and great competitor. Eventually, you know, I went pro in 2011. Uh, I fought uh, Steven Martinez from uh, Millennia MMA. Mm -hmm. He's a black belt, BJJ, and great competitor. My second pro fight, yeah. um, there's, you know, a three-year gap. A lot of people question and wonder, well, why the three-year gap? Well, I was injured. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, going around in training camps or whatever, sometimes, you know, you get more screwed up in training than you actually do in the fight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and it's just, you got to stay healthy. And if you can stay healthy or whatever, and all the stars got to be in alignment. Yeah. 2014, I fought Jordan Johnson, UFC, uh, uh, 205 light heavyweight. Yeah. Uh, currently there, he's from the lab out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Uh, you know, I was actually, you know, doing extremely well against him. And, you know, I, from that point, I, I just started training at Black House. And yeah. all, everything was coming together. We had a great, great showing against him. And then I got caught. Several, you know, subsequent, you know, unanswered shots to the back of the head, which were illegal. He should have been disqualified for, yeah. you know. Um, I had him rocked in the fight or whatever. But, hey, you know, can't cry but spill milk. That's what happens, you know. Uh, and then from there, from 2014, I was supposed to fight again in 2015. Mm -hmm. You know, just a series of trying to get fights, can't get fights, so people are backing out or pulling out. Yeah. And then they know the camp that I'm from, train at Black House MMA, Black House MMA headquarters. Yeah. Um, have, a, you know, uh, a Hibero Jiu-Jitsu lineage in my purple belt under Sean Giabero. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, just going from there, and it's been difficult. And then finally, I do get a fight. I'm set to fight Andre Walker. Uh, he was out of uh, Triumpho, out of Orange County. Okay. That was for Bama, Bad Beat, uh, USA. With Brett Roberts, who was the promoter of that event at the um, the casino, uh, Commerce Casino. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting injured, and then because uh, you know uh, when you go through fights, you have to uh, be cleared and yeah. to get your medicals done. Yeah. And uh, I didn't clear it through my MRI uh, brain scan, mm -hmm. and then also the whole eye thing that I had. So <clears throat> basically, I ended up developing cataracts where I had to have subsequent surgery. Wow. You know, I had 30, 31 years. <laughs> and cataracts as a result of some uh, medication that I was taking, asthma inhaler medication yeah. from the VA that they prescribed me, and they didn't warn me of the you know risk factors you know side effects or whatever so like Lord. you know things were just hitting me from all different angles yeah and then i had you know from the concussions or whatever i had you yeah. i wasn't cleared medically uh, from the brain scan and i had to take for like several months off they suspended my license from csac and then i had to take a series of mental acuity tests yeah with uh you know neurologists and a series of neurologists eventually i got cleared to fight mm -hmm. and then my next fight so from 2014, 2015, I was completely off, and then 2016 comes around. And yeah. then, you know, eventually when I was clear to train, I started training, I'm working my butt off. And then July of 2016, I got an opportunity to fight for uh, Gladiator Challenge promotion. Yeah. And we've just been off and running ever since. In 2016, 2017, yeah. was just, hey man, <laughs> my years. And yeah. I ended up winning two world titles and went on a 10-fight win streak, undefeated nice. in, what, five, six years. Yeah. And, you know, all dominant, you know, finishes, uh, except for one fight. Um, 
I think the guy's name was Alan Roberts. Fought him up in Sacramento at the Thunder Valley Casino. Mm -hmm. Tough, tough kid. His record definitely isn't indicative of his skill set or his guts and fortitude. Yeah. But uh, he was the first guy out of every guy, and I fought some tough guys to take me to the whole distance. You know, the whole three rounds to yeah. see to a judge's decision. I won a unanimous decision, nonetheless. But you know, tough, tough, tough guy. Probably my toughest opponent. Okay. No. I mean, he beat him. He beat him <laughs> for suplex to throw around. That guy kept on coming. He's like a zombie. My God, I've never seen a man come out of a suplex like that. And just, ooh, yeah, man. So from MMA to professional wrestling, and then professional wrestling to the world of acting, entertainment, and stunts, man. Wow. It's, it's been a it's been a whirlwind of a journey to say the least. The ups and downs you've had. Um, a lot of people would have quit. Yeah. Uh, years ago, and that's not even the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> I, yeah, I, that, that might be for that might be for another episode. That that would probably be a a twelve part series right oh, yeah. there. So with, with the ups and downs with, with something like that, I mean, you 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 know just things upon things upon things, you know, kept smacking you. Even when like stuff was just was just smacking you down. What things sort of drove you to sort of keep, like, keep going just yeah. day by day? Well, during, during those times, I mean, those are dark times, I mean, for yeah. anybody. Bite the mouthpiece. And especially, going. you know, exactly, you bite your mouthpiece, bite down on your mouthpiece, you put your chin down, you just keep going. And, yeah. you know, dark times, you know, uh, you get depressed, you start to uh, question your, uh, your abilities, you start to doubt yourself, you yeah. know. My acting coach, you know, talks about the doubt demon, you know, that sometimes yeah. that's our biggest uh, adversary within ourselves is our own self-doubt. Yep. And we question ourselves and we doubt ourselves. Are we good enough? Will we actually really make it? I question myself a lot. And yep. there's been times where psychologically in my mind where, you know what, screw, screw this, the hell with this, I, I'm done, let me, whatever. But yeah. I don't know, it's just this innate spiritual, like intrinsic quality within me. Yeah. I don't know if it's genetic, if it's generational, if it's spiritual, if yeah. it's, you know, just a family thing. I don't know, but I just, I refuse to quit and refuse to give up. I'm like, I, I know that 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 50 years from now, mm -hmm. at the end of my road when I'm, you know, old man, old and gray, <laughs> and I'm ready to check out and die, I know I couldn't look at myself in the mirror knowing that, you know, I gave up. Yeah. I'm always going to question and wonder what if, what if, should have, could have, and I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that that's yeah, that's that's great because I know, especially and I, I get exactly you know where you're coming from with things because I, I think it's one of those, especially with, even as me trying to trying to run a business and trying to do uh, all kinds of different things. Um, it's hard. I, yeah, it's hard. Um, but uh, I think that that vision, whatever vision or whatever thing that's in you, um, sort of pulls and drives um, so much more than our problems. Uh, you know, a lot of times. Uh, yeah, we yeah, everybody's gonna have a problem. Everybody's got you will have your dark days. Um, everybody will will get smacked in your face. You will fall down. Uh, but like I said, uh, it, it's one of those. You're 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 definitely a testament. And I, I think the the things that were innately sort of built in you. I, I think somehow or another. I, I know your son son has it, and it's one of those to where it it forces you to sort of just keep going, keep going. And that's really the the difference even I mean even in your in your industry I mean I'm sure there's a lot of talented people but you know if you can you know put in the work every mm -hmm. little every single day that yeah. trumps anything oh, yeah. and I think I said I think you're a true testament but yeah it's, it's definitely it's hard to explain that drive um, that hunger to sort of keep 
you know, you're, you're always looking for more. Yeah. Um, this something sort of compels you to yeah. keep keep going, keep going, keep going. And I, I think it's really the, the, the endless pursuit of, of trying to uh, become something yeah. more than, than what, you know, what, what society, yeah. you know, thinks that we, we need to be or what we're supposed Everybody to be. Everybody has a purpose, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm, I'm a firm believer. Um, I'm not a Bible dumper, yeah. but, you know, I'm a believer. Yeah. I do believe in God, you know. Um, I, I, I do believe in Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Yeah. Of course, I'm, uh, I'm far from perfect. You know, as the Bible says, you know, we're all human beings. You know, we're all born into sin, and we all fall short of the glory of God. And, yeah. you know, I'm far from perfect, and I'll be the first one, you know, to, to state <laughs> that. Like, it's, I, I screw up a lot. Yeah. But I strive. Like, it is in me, I'm desirous within my heart and my spirit to want to be better yeah. and to do, you know, go a different route as opposed to what's so easy to just fall into because there's yeah. so many pitfalls in life. Oh, yeah. So many vices. And, yeah. you know, that, that'd be another story for a lifetime, <laughs> movie that, you know, from my experiences of vices and pitfalls. And, you know, but. Bad luck loves this guy. But, 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 even though it loves me, but I like to spit right back at it. Oh, yeah. I spit in the face of adversity and just. As my acting coach, Troy Skinner, breaking through acting workshop, he would always say, you got to keep the faith and you just got to keep going. Yep. Just got to keep going. Yep. That, that's it. I mean, that's a testament. I mean, it's one of those where you see all these, you know, famous athletes and actors and entertainers and it's like, they didn't, it didn't happen for them overnight. You know, they put in years yes. upon years yes. of work that, you know, I, I think now and even with our, you know, social media mm-hmm. world, um, a lot of people say, hey, I want to be this person. Yeah. Um, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, they not think that, okay, let me do this, and then I'm expected to have this the next day. Yeah. And it doesn't work like that. And I, I think it's one of those where uh, people either are born mm-hmm. or, I don't want to say born, but somehow they develop the patience mm-hmm. through the years, mm-hmm. or sometimes they get smacked by experience yeah. to make them patient. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's 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 just one of those to where I think if you can get that uh, you know develop that patience you you keep being consistent keep driving um, you'll you'll get anywhere you need to go. Oh, for real. Um, do you now what what job and do you think um, the the things that you've that you've experienced in your life and the, maybe the the more um, spiritual or inner qualities do you think for you do you feel like are those little little seeds that you're trying to plant and and John been or and and, and what what have been what have been moments like maybe with with your career, to where um, you felt like maybe you were in an obstacle or in a challenge, and you know maybe it was something your 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 dad may may have said to where um, that may have sort of clicked for you to to be like let me push past this barrier. Was there any kind of moments in your career to be like okay I'm I'm at I'm at this challenge I'm at this roadblock, but because you know my dad said something to me. Um, I kept pushing. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment like that? I mean, yeah, my dad has had some seriously great influence. Like, oh my God, this guy right here. Let me tell you about this guy. He does not stop pushing you. He's like that little that that, that little piece of gum on your shoe that just won't come off no matter how much. But um, I remember specifically uh, one thing, one time in like particular that always clicked with me. It was my first year, ninth grade year, and I remember I trained. I, I trained and like me I was I was like I was like my dad big talented cocky yeah. and I was like yeah I'm just gonna go right through everybody one regionals and I'm like oh that's step one okay step yeah. two city then state yeah and then I'm gonna have some fun <laughs> but no that's not how it went down yeah. when I went to city I won my first match second match I was winning by like five or ten points yeah. and dude body lock speed pins me <laughs> five seconds left. 
Oh. Now, if you're a wrestler, let me tell you how that feels. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Like, I mean. You don't ever give up that pain. That sucks. <laughs> when you're, like, beating that guy up so bad, he just grabs you. And yep. You're on your back, and you're like, your coach is like, what just happened? Yeah. And then I lost my second match after that against a guy who headlocked me like six times. <laughs> so aside from all that, I remember specifically when my dad came and he was coming to go watch my matches and, and like he was just coming. He just got right there and he's like, so how'd it go? I remember him getting out the car like, how'd it go? And I'm like, I have my head hung down so low. I just, I remember seeing the cement. I couldn't look him in his face. And, yeah. and he's like, and he's like, he gave me a hug. He's like, hey, bring it in. And he's like, hey, it's okay. Yeah. You lost. But the idea of life is to keep on pushing, even when you lose. Yeah. I'm proud of you. And the minute he said that, I don't like saying it, but like all those tears, all that ugly, <laughs> the disgusting water came out my face. Oh, he's ugly crying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I spit a little too. But the whole thing that though. I just always wanted to impart on him and his brother was to uh, basically just. You know, I'm in the breaking generational curses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, again, I'm, I'm spiritual, and I believe that's a factor, and that's been a factor that's been very much so uh, rooted in the plight of a lot of communities, especially, you know, coming up and growing up within the African-American community and living the African-American experience in this country. Um, things that, you know, affect you are usually, as a result, would trickle down through the lineage and the yep. generations from your grandfather to your great-great-grandfather and so on and so forth. Yeah. And, you know, speaking from my experience, like, I grew up, I didn't have a father. Yeah. You know, my mom and father divorced when I was really young, about two or three years old. First time I met him, I was like maybe 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. Lived with him for like literally a few days, didn't work out, back in the group homes in the foster home. And I never wanted, you know, even though I wasn't ready to be, you know, in no way, shape or form, financially, spiritually, you know, uh, emotionally, psychologically, responsibly, you know, responsible, you know, at that point, and I wasn't ready to take on that responsibility of being a father, but yeah. I, I just had this in my mind, like, I didn't want to continue that. I wanted to break the cycle, break the chain, yeah. and basically, I didn't want to do to my sons and to whatever other future generational offspring that I have, yeah. I didn't want to do to them what was done to me. Yeah, I, I believe firmly in a heavy, you know, patriarchal presence in the household within oh, the family. Like, yeah, and, you know, it, it, it's, it's foundation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, again, I wanted to be a better father and give to my kids what I didn't receive. Yeah. And, that, and I always imparted that on them and always told them and wanted them to believe in themselves, <laughs> even though I had, you know, a rough deck, you know, dealt to me or whatever have you, but still, that didn't have to define me. That didn't, you know, dictate where I was going to go. Yeah how I was going to succeed, how I was going to fail, whatever have you, it was ultimately up to me. And I wanted them to be successful, and I wanted them to know that they are great and that they are destined to be great, not only in sport, but in life. Yeah. And ultimately, the choices that you make, the decisions that you make, are going to you know, culminate into whatever your future is going to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it literally tells us the seven days. About decision making. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's all about reprogramming. Yeah. You have to reprogram your, your, your mind, your spirit. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you're very, very fortunate, very lucky. Cause, I am. Um, there's, there's a lot of uh, people that can, a lot of, a lot of fathers that you know they can sit there and, and be there and and not really say anything to their kids for years. You know, they, you know, they're just there. Um, and then you've got some that will keep pounding, keep pounding, keep pounding until until that light bulb put a switch. Yeah. And uh, I think that, like I said, that's for 
uh, for anyone, like I said, you, you, you always need that mentor, but it definitely helps, um, you know, having that um, strong father that, that's there to support you, even even when you're down. Uh, I, I know, I, personally, hey, I know I've cried a few times in wrestling matches, some, some losses I took. Um, my club. Hey, <laughs> and it, it, it hurts. It hurts. Uh, but, like I said, you, you get back up and, you know, you, you keep going. And I, I think it's one of those, uh, you know, even even now, we I see a lot of youth. Um, they can, you know, get smacked in the face or something doesn't go their way. And, you know, it might be the entitlement effect. I don't know. And oh, and, and they, they give up. And it's one of those to where... Uh, usually I can tell, uh, you know, especially with people that's got certain work ethics and, and um, certain certain character traits where, you know, they can, you know, they, they win. That's that, that's great. Uh, they lose. Yeah. You what just, can you do to get yeah, better? Yeah, you keep working. Here at Panels, Coming Book and Coffee Bar here in Oceanside, California, right off of Mission Avenue. Great coffee, great treats. Get the latest titles, graphic novels, and more here at Panels, Coming Book and Coffee Bar. Uh, we're here with Fernando or his entertainment's name, the PBA, and he'll he'll talk about later what that is. Uh, his manager, Bob, and his son, Jonathan. Hey. Um, so we're, we're here, we're, we're talking, like I said, we, we're, we've been on different things, and yeah, we're right now we're talking about the, you know, as far as planning, how do we plant, you know, seeds of greatness in, you know, in our, in our youth, and, and you know, more specifically, we were talking to um, Fernando about his son and, and, you know, the things that, you know, he planted in his, in his son to sort of keep pushing, keep grinding. And I think that's something that's, that's very prevalent that needs to be more prevalent now in, in society and especially with um, the way the youth are now uh, in this entitlement generation, quote unquote. You know, sometimes we can we can look for those, you know, overnight successes or we're looking for, for ways to how do we become great, you know, today or tomorrow. And there, there's not, you know, that's not going to happen. You know, it's one of those, like, it's, it's just a, a process of, of becoming, you know, day in, day out, putting in the work and doing the things that's, that's necessary to grow. Bob, maybe uh, yeah, there's something I, I want to ask. You know, sometimes, I mean, especially being a manager, um, I, I'm not sure, and you, you could probably answer this question, who, who picked who? Did, was there something that you saw in Fernando or was, is something, was there something that Fernando saw in you uh, maybe that, that helped sort of be like, okay, this is the, you know, the one I want to work with. Well, actually, I think it was a common thing. I think we both came together. Yeah. We didn't choose who. I mean, I remember seeing Fernando, a.k.a. PBA, go against uh, K-Dub, and that was the first match I saw, and I yeah. was like, damn. <laughs> and, I mean, to this day, that, that match is nuts. It's bonkers. Yeah. And for you, you, those of you who don't know, uh, again, Bob Oso, he's... Uh, a manager and booker uh, in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, K-Dub is uh, the professional wrestling uh, persona for uh, a brother by the name of uh, Kevin Shelton. Uh, we actually trained together under uh, Knox Pro uh, Academy. Uh, He's huge. The Samoan Dynasty, uh, Junior Solofa, oh, Fatu, wow. Junior Rikishi, yeah. known as Rikishi for many years in the yeah. WWE, 2015 Hall of Famer. You know, Anawai'i family, uh, you know, High Chief Peter Maivia, Apasika, yeah. the Wild Samoans, Cousins to the Rock. You know Roman Reigns, yeah. uh, all that, whatever. So Rikishi was my trainer, along with uh, Vampire Warrior Gangrel, David Heath, wow. um, Sin Bodhi. Uh, he also wrestled briefly under the uh, name of Kazarni in the WWE. Mm -hmm. um, Reno Anawai'i, uh, known as the County of California Black Pearl. Uh, he had a huge, huge uh, career over in Europe. Yeah. Huge European star with NWE, uh, New Wrestling Evolution, mm -hmm. back in the early 2000s. And um, 
Yeah, but K-Dub is one of the guys that I came up with in the ranks, and, uh, you know, we've had countless matches that were just badass. Shout out to you, Kevin. K-Dub. You're too big for your body. <laughs> but no, it, it, was, it was the kind of thing, it was something that just uh, organically manifested between us, you know? Yeah. He saw me, I saw him, and we just clicked and meshed, man. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you can't, you know, fabricate and generate a raw, innate, like, just organic energy, man. I, no. I have this whole philosophy, like, flow and balance, you know? Yeah. You go with the flow, you go with the flow, and everything in life falls into harmonious balance, you yep. know what I mean? Like, just, I, I like things to organically manifest, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we either click or we don't. Yep. You know? Yeah. And I've clicked with this dude. Has that, now, what, have you, have you had situations to where, especially going through the entertainment industry, have you had times where you... What what's like your pre uh, prerequisite? Like, say, if someone comes up, man, like, hey, I want to support you, I want to manage uh-huh. you, or whatever. What's your like your energetic vibe? What's your what's your uh, sort of first thought? Like, when like, no, this ain't working. Yeah. Well, I guess to quote Rikishi and you know the whole not to pro training. You know, uh, basically they train you to basically see BS coming from a from a mile away. <laughs> you, you can see it coming. You can either see through the BS, and then just me in general, just you know. Uh, you know, I had a very discerning grandmother. You know, yep. my grandmama, she she one of my old school grandmamas. Yep. She ain't take no mess. And yep. a lot of things from her and from my grandfather, uh, they imparted on me was uh spirit of discernment yeah. and wisdom. And I had the ability to discern a lot of things, whether it was BS, whether it was genuine, mm-hmm. at an early age, moving forward, going throughout life and it's like, you know, I'm big on energy. Yeah. You know, however negative, however positive, because it all begets its own respective energy. Yep. You know, definitely, definitely believe that. Um, as far as Jonathan, um, what what things uh, I know you recently, um, you know, competed in the state finals. What what thoughts were sort of uh, running running through your head uh, in that in that title in that title match? The first thought, the very first thought I had was, um, why is everyone shouting my name? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> No, 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 everyone was chanting his name. It's crazy. It was loud too. It's crazy. And we were coming into the state finals as the number four ranked guy in the state. Yeah. Nobody like really respected him. He's a very jovial, amiable personality. Yes. Smiling, you know, wants to be everybody's friend or whatever. They take my kindness for weakness. And then the other guy, uh, Nathan Nathan Haas Haas from St. John Bosco, he was number two ranked guy in the state. Yeah. And they actually have a bit of history because they faced each other last year's state. Yeah. And John beat him, eliminating him from championship contention. Oh, wow. And where Jonathan ended up becoming All-American, he placed to eighth in the state. Yeah. So he goes from eighth last year to fourth this year and then actually placed second state runner-up state finalist. Wow. And then the guy who was the number one guy in the state, Trent Tracy, got upset in the quarterfinals. Oh, my gosh. It was wild. Joseph Curtis. And I had, like, Joe, have you ever watched this? I love you so much. (laughs) I'm sorry I beat you, but I love you so much. But Joe, Joseph Curtis, he took that match to Trent Tracy. I'm sorry. Trent Tracy, if you're watching this, I love you so much. But um, he, there, there's he, no heat. Yeah, he no. marionetted him once good, got to two, and he, like Trent Tracy couldn't turn him. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Trent Tracy's about to lose. Yeah. Then he got another two, and match ended 4-0. Joseph was going wild. Like, he just won the state title. Then he goes against me next, and I'm not going to lie. <laughs> He put the heat on me for a good minute there. And I mean, he had me upside down a couple of times. He threw the legs in, but then I realized that I'm tired of this guy. So I got up and I decided to take him down a bunch of times. And then how I got my last takedown, funny story actually, 
there's this little trick that I learned in, at my uh, wrestling pit. They said there's nothing like winning a match with the element of surprise. So my coach, he said when he was a little young wrestler, Coach Jimmy Medeiros, he said when he was a young wrestler, he, he would use the clap. Like, he'd clap, then he'd shoot it. And it is just... Did that it, work? Yes, <laughs> it did, except I didn't clap. I just said, whoo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're befuddled and confused. Like, what was that? Okay, now you're taking down. Oh wow! So basically, as he stood up, I just said, "Whoo!" He said, "Shot it and got the last yeah, yeah. out." It was, it's a messed up, it's a messed up way. Yeah, it, and it <laughs> seriously is. There's nothing in the rules say you can't do that. Yeah. You got to be prepared. Yeah. You got to be prepared for it. Love you, buddy. <laughs> the the PBA. What is that? What's the acronym? I mean, what is that? Yeah. What is that for? For people <laughs> that don't know, I know yeah, it. But exactly. But sorry for you know the you know I know it's PG or whatever, but. It's not that bad of a word. Yeah, it's not. But uh, but basically, the PG is an acronym. It stands for the Philadelphia Badass. Oh, my uh, gosh. Originally, I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, by way of uh, Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Uh, born and raised, uh, I was an Army brat. My mom was in the Army. Uh, traveled around a lot as a kid. And then, uh, you know, going through everything that I went through, like I said, they got the, my mom and dad divorced. Yeah. Dad disappeared. Yeah. Mom battled uh, substance abuse and addiction issues uh, yeah. most of my life. I was raised by my grandparents. And pretty much after my grandparents got sick, I was raised in Coatesville from the time maybe I was five to about, I don't know, I want to say seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they got ill. They eventually died. You know, they were married, you know, for over 40 years. My mom is the baby of 13. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, they died five months apart in 1997. And then uh, I went to go live with my mom full time. And then we had, you know, dysfunction and issues or whatever have you. But um, yeah, pretty much from seventh grade on up until high school graduation, you know, Philadelphia, man. It's the other side of the tracks, the mean, rough, tough streets of the Philly PA, the 215. And, you know, Philadelphia, like a lot of uh, East Coast cities and metropolises. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia, along with a lot of East Coast cities, are very, uh, you know, economically, you know, depressed cities. And, yeah. uh, just real rough coming up and you know but a lot of people say like if you can make it in new york you can make it anywhere yeah nah, dude, if you can make it in philadelphia if you can make it in philly yeah, you, you can make, make it anywhere. yeah i heard it i heard it's tough it, it's super tough and then uh yeah man and so basically it's just almost like an ode to philadelphia and homage respect you know i have so much love for the city of philadelphia yeah irrespective of all the negative aspects and negative uh experiences that i've had but Without those experiences, I wouldn't be the man that I am today. Yeah. It's and I would not be the man I am today. That fortitude yeah. and, you know, the, just that, that hunger and that drive and yeah. that passion. You know what I mean? And, you know, I represent Philadelphia hard. I'm a Pennsylvania boy. You know, I yeah. represent that hard. You know, you never forget your roots and your upbringing. And then I'm not here in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is a great city. Yeah. It's like a second home away from home. They showed me a lot of love. I found a lot of success in Los Angeles. And... Well, hey, people Los Angeles. I love LA. God bless. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Uh, so as far as uh, future projects, what, what things do you have? And so I know you got, I said it, I know you're doing yeah. all kinds of things. Yeah. What 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 future projects do you have that you're you know, that you know sort of light you up and be like okay I, I would love to you know pursue this? Okay, well so as far as uh, acting, so I'm always auditioning. I have a great I have great rep, great representation, mm -hmm. great management, great agency. Um, always audition, audition for, you know, big things, you know, big roles, feature yeah. films, national commercials, stuff like that, whatever have you. Uh, some of those I can't really talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, some things I'm on a bail for, I've been pinned for. So, you know, when when we do air, 
I, I, I can talk about it, but some of the things <laughs> that I have done, um, I've done a, a guest star role on a Superstore with America Ferrera on yeah. NBC. Um, I ended up uh, doing, excuse me, a, a guest star role on uh, the spinoff, uh, Grownish. Uh, it's a ABC spinoff, oh, yeah. reform yeah. uh, off of the ABC sitcom comedy series called Blackish mm-hmm. with uh, Anthony Anderson, yeah, Tracy Ellis Ross, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne. He knocked so, the guy out. So yeah, so I, I was on that show uh, with Yar Shahidi, who played the daughter on uh, Blackish, and now she, basically it's centered around her life. Yeah, you know, going through college and growing up, kind of like with. Uh, it was a different world with Lisa Bonet and how that was yeah. a spinoff from the Cosby show or whatever have you. So, uh, and how I got my start into the whole business, um, again, going from MMA to professional wrestling, uh, Rikishi uh, actually introduced me to um, Adam Sandler and Terry Crews. They were doing a movie uh, called Sandy Wexner in 2016. Mm-hmm. They needed some professional wrestlers, uh, you know, uh, got a small role, did all the, all the stunts as well. Oh, wow. And um, it was great working with Terry Crews, phenomenal guy, funny guy. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler, great guy, funny guy. And uh, that's what got me off, off and rolling. We got Tap Harley, got my sag, was yeah. able to join the union, and then got representation and... It's been, you know, rolling with it. You know, we're going to run this thing to the wheels fall off. I hear that. Um, as far as um, competitions, um, I heard you got some things coming up. What what things do you have? Well, actually, in, in I'm future? going to Iowa Nationals next week, March okay. 28th. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and have some fun, and uh, hopefully, when you guys watch this after, you'll probably say he's that kid. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it's gonna be fun, and then after Iowa Nationals, see my goal. Is for freestyle state, Greco state, yeah. world team trials. Yeah. But for freestyle state and Greco state, I want to hopefully win two golden bears in two different weight classes. I got to make the weight, and that's going to be tough. But I mean, <laughs> and Fargo's coming up in July. And then oh, Fargo's yeah. coming up, yeah. so I'll have some fun over there. Nice. That's, that's and, so I can and, make and that. In college, you know, we were being heavily scouted and recruited mm-hmm. uh, by a lot of you know major Division One universities. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking Ohio State. We're you know talking to Binghamton University in New York. Nice. Yeah. You know, uh, we're talking Oklahoma State. You know, we're talking to uh, quite a few NIA schools. Yeah. Uh, D two, D three. Yeah. And we're just looking for you know the best possible fit where he's going to get an opportunity. And it's a great fit, yeah. and you can get a great education. And education is yeah. really important. That's oh, yeah. like the main thing. Education is yeah. really important because I know that I got the stuff. <laughs> like the stuff, I I got that stuff, that juicy stuff. But don't lose that confidence. Yeah. Hey, I mean, and hey, then eventually, man, you might be looking at a future Olympic champion. You I, know? I know, Greco Roman freestyle gold medalist. And I'm, I'm gonna have some fun with that because my idea is because I know I don't think there's anyone in America that's done it, but when freestyle and Greco. Olympic medals in the same Olympics. I mean, Adam Coombe is trying it. Yeah, Adam he Coombe, almost, you keep going, buddy. You're doing yeah, good. Yeah, he, he was going to do gotta it. You just got to beat Robbie Smith. Yeah, he was going to do it. He'll beat Robbie, though, or not. Yeah, uh, so as far as between freestyle and Greco, what, if you had to choose one, what what would you go with? You're a, so, I mean, if you had, like, if you knew you could make that team, what would you go freestyle or would you go Greco? Jesus. I mean, I know you'd like to go both. I but, mean, I would, yeah, I'd like to go both. My bread and butter, um, I guess because I became good at Greco first, yeah. I would probably go with Greco, but then I was originally good at folk style first, so maybe I might go with freestyle, yeah. or I might not do either and just go out and make a bunch of money. It, 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 does, it just, I mean, but if I really did have to choose, I think that Greco would be the smartest thing to choose. There you go. Yeah. would be the smartest thing to choose. 
I, it just would because there's like there's good competition in freestyle, but yeah. I like I like them both so much, so it's just yeah. so hard. For but me but he shoot. definitely found his niche with Greco. Uh, he's a defending current uh, two-time uh, Greco state champ. Um, he's also uh, two years ago in his sophomore year. His sophomore year, he uh, became an All-American mm -hmm. at Fargo yeah. and ended up taking seventh in the nation at, at Fargo in, in Greco. So. Yeah, yeah, cause I seen your videos. I'm like, if you don't choose Greco, I was like, I don't know why you. Would. I, mean, what, I mean, really, what's the problem with freestyle? I mean, I got oh, no. a fast double. It's insane. Hey, it's one of those where uh, you, you you always double down on your string. Yeah. Always double down. Mm -hmm. From what I saw in the videos, I I would go Greco because I have seen you. I seen the I seen your video. I know what you're capable of. Um, I would double down. I always double down on your string. Um, over, um, oh. you know, yeah, you wanna you wanna go toward another thing that might be good, oh, but yeah, that avenue for you being the next, you know, Greco's, you know, champ, Blue next Greco star, likely. yeah, yeah. Um, so I, it just looks more fluid. It just looks more natural for you, just from what what I've seen. But um, but uh, that's still a nice suplex, guys. Yeah, yeah, yes, it is. I, I've gotten suplex. That's not fun. It is. Um, <laughs> and also, as far as other projects, I guess Bob, if you want to touch yeah, on yeah, um, what, what we're currently signed with UEW. Yeah, UEW Underground um, Empire Wrestling. Um, it's uh, Los Angeles based. Yeah. Um, professional wrestling. Um, your boy here. Um, what can I say? It's pro wrestling. It's what we both met yeah. each other at doing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, basically UEW is a promotion uh, that has an edge to it. It's almost like a reincarnation of, I'm not sure if you remember, ECW. Oh, yes. You know, Extreme Championship Wrestling based out of Philadelphia. Yeah. ECW ran South Philadelphia off the corner of Swanson and Rittner. Man, South Philly was rough, man. Um, <laughs> good times. But uh, basically, it's like a reincarnation <laughs> of, uh, you know, ECW. There's a lot of hardcore matches, a lot of death oh, wow. matches. Um, but, you know, I'm more of a, you know, coming from the MMA and martial arts jiu-jitsu background, more of a strong style, yeah. you know, shoot base. You know, so ever had an opportunity, you know, we'll love who knows what the future holds, but to have an opportunity to perform and compete with the likes of New Japan Pro Wrestling, oh, yeah. whatever other Japanese contingents, yeah. contingents and promotions that are over there, yeah. that would be an honor and a blessing and a dream come true. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, hey, WWE would be the goal, NXT or whatever have you. Um, you know, just like with MMA, uh, UFC or Bellator or any contingent in Japan were the ultimate goal. But, yeah. you know, and, and, and I'm not ruling MMA out completely. But um, if the right fight came along, you know, I still train. I'm still in yeah. great shape. You know, I have over almost 20 years plus experience in, in martial arts and MMA. I'm a world champion. So if the right fight, the right opportunity, the right payday came along, yeah. hey, man, I got kids. I got a mortgage. He's going to college. <laughs> I mean, somebody in 2018, okay, what am I going to do next? Uh, things are starting to pick up with the, you know, entertainment, with the acting and the stunts and all that stuff or whatever have you. And, you know, again, starting out in MMA, you know, especially on lower circuit, lower level, regional circuit, um, top regional promotions, uh, you, you can do okay, but in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of hard to make a living. You know, yeah. so you, know, you make 1500 here, you make 5000 here, yeah. you make this, that, you maybe get a percentage off ticket sales or whatever. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to pay your trainers, your, your fees, supplements, food, bills, you know, your medicals, whatever, or yeah. God forbid you get injured, you know what yeah. I mean? You know, so going into 2018, I was offered a potential opportunity to fight for Bellator. The money wasn't right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the uh, contract never materialized. Yeah. I was actually uh, 
there was something looming and brewing with a potential possible fight with uh, James Cannon from uh, from the compound. Yeah. Um, nobody came to me or my camp with a formal document, so other opportunities and entertainment presented itself. I diverted, and now my attention is elsewhere. Uh, there was some potential uh, potential opportunities with the UFC, but uh, and then Bellator came back around or whatever, but they wanted me to fight like a top ring guy for like peanuts. I'm like. No, yeah, you know, it's not the fact that I'm scared or whatever. It's nothing because I fear no man in this world. Yeah, but I'm a business. You yeah. know what I mean, I'm a brand. Uh, you know, I paid my dues. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, I gotta get paid. I'm not. If you're paying this guy ten, twenty, thirty grand, and I'm only getting paid a thousand, well, that's the cost of my medicals right there. Yeah. Going back to the shoe story, uh, there was a potential opportunity to fight a former WWE uh, heavyweight champion, um, Alberto Del Rio, yeah. who's well known in Mexico, AAA, Lucha Libre, mm -hmm. was also uh, had a uh, run or stint in the world of mixed martial arts. He fought in uh, Pride under the moniker uh, Dos Cara. Okay. Which where he wore a mask, a Lucha Libre mask, <laughs> and he got knocked out in like five seconds by Marco Croco. <laughs> and um, from what I hear, he's like a legit Greco guy, from what I hear. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, I think he has like a 500 record. I think he's like, I don't know, nine and six, nine and seven, maybe a little, almost 500, I'm not sure. Yeah. But not an impressive record. And then uh, it was presented to me by, uh, you know, uh, some people from Combat Americas because uh, he has like an interest stake and he's like the face of Combat Americas, which is a Latino based MMA promotion. They have a major uh, television network here that gained a lot of steam and a lot of momentum. Okay. Um, you know, my, my camp made an overture towards Combat and towards management and the matchmaker, Mel Robles Valenzuela. We, you know, presented ourselves. You know, it would have made great for, you know, great story building and storytelling and just the promotion and the building up to the fights where, yeah. okay, he's past 40 years old, I'm almost 40, you know, he's, you know, Mexican, I'm of, you know, Puerto Rican descent, yeah. uh, you know, Afro-Latino, um, and I'm a legit, you know, champion, current world champion, gladiator challenge, you know, 10-2 and two pro record, yeah. he's, you know, experienced the highest success of professional wrestling success with being a WWE world champion, oh, yeah. international exposure, I'm a journeyman, independent wrestler, trained by Rikishi and the Samoan Dynasty, and, mm -hmm. you know, Knox Pro you know, and trying to find my way and find my niche and my identity in the uh, wrestling or wrestling business and in, in industry. And uh, just for whatever reason, you know, the fight never materialized. Yeah. Uh, it would have been a fight on Combat Sheet Americas in Mexico City. Would have probably been the biggest draw, the biggest payday I've ever had. Yeah. You know, he probably would have made a few million. I probably would have made like a hundred thousand, a couple hundred thousand. But, you know, again, there were rumors that he backed out or he kind of just, you know, <laughs> I don't know. They probably see like, oh, look me up on Sure Dog or yeah. whatever. Like, oh, dude, this is for real. You I know what I mean? I'm going to climb yeah. the <laughs> You know, but so I'm not, again. I'm not saying you know MMA is completely out of the question. You know, it's my heart, it's my passion, MMA, yeah. and I tell everybody this time and time again: MMA, martial arts, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu saved my life. Yeah. You know, just where I had nothing else in life, or I, I was at dark times. I was, you know, going down a you know uh, a road of despair. Or whatever have you, uh, it just it allowed me to keep going and kept me focused and centered and yeah. disciplined as martial arts has that effect and it's you know what it does. Yeah. And um, yeah, just going from there, man. So, but as of right now, where you know I've been doing you know in the professional wrestling business for about what four or five years now. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we branched out and now we're signed to UEW Underground Empire Wrestling. 
uh, you know, looking at other promotions. We just recently came back from Vegas mm -hmm. uh, from an FSW show, uh, Future Stars of Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, trials for a TNA Impact Wrestling. Nice. Um, you know, and hey, we're out there. We're, you know, we got footage, we got experience, we're soliciting <laughs> ourselves, and that's the goal. And wherever that takes us, we're going to ride into the wheels fall. And, and whatever we do, we do it, you know, we do it well. And, uh, you, you know, just going from there, wrestling and then, you know, going into uh, entertainment and acting, you know, ultimately that's the end goal. Yeah. You know, I'm a thespian, I'm an actor, I'm an artist. Yeah. That's a way for me to express myself. But yeah. we're just got our hands in every cookie jar, you know. Yep. And we're just trying to make it happen. I, I hear that. So, actually, March 30th at the Enoki Dojo, Huntington Park, California. Yours truly, Philadelphia Badass Team PBA will be in attendance, uh, taking on uh, Deathmatch Guru uh, Guido uh, in a strong style shoot match uh, for UEW at the Enoki Dojo. Nice. So, would you ever have a Deathmatch? Would you ever have a Deathmatch? Well, hey, anything, anything is possible. Anything is possible. You know, I, 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 people can say never say never. You know, but as of right now, you know, uh, everything is. Uh, business minded yeah. business motivated you know you got to be about your business and you got to be about your brand and know your work yeah you know I mean? in any aspect of life yeah and we're trying to branch them out into other promotions out there um we're trying to get them to his hometown pennsylvania oh yeah i would love to perform in philadelphia in front of the philadelphia oh, yeah that'd be huge just any other trials that come out you know we're if I know about it he's gonna be there yeah. so don't be surprised if you see me in NXT or at the Performance Center in Orlando nice or in New Japan or AEW and whatever other you know promotions that are starting up and yeah. popping up I know I've actually started watching a little bit of New Japan wrestling mm -hmm. they, they that's just a whole different page for oh, yeah, good. I mean it's, it's crazy yeah it's crazy crazy storylines or what would you advise for anybody that's just looking to get started trying to break into the um, entertainment industry um, what's as far as networking, what what would you say to something like that as far as? Um, a couple things, two things. Uh, you got to be fearless. Yeah. That's my creative tip. You got to be fearless. Like, you cannot give a damn, cannot give a F, you know, whatever, however you want to label it. You guys understand what I'm trying to go with that. You cannot care. You have to be absolutely, unapologetically fearless and within you know that fearless quality that you possess knowing that you know you are enough you know more than enough. more than enough you have the ability innately intrinsically to go out and succeed whatever it just takes yeah. hard work you know time and it's just timing it's not a matter of if but when you know it's a war of attrition yeah. you know it's like the law of averages you know in sales you know you knock on 100 doors Oh, one of those doors are going to eventually open. Yeah. You know, out of 10,000, 100,000 doors, maybe 10 of those doors are going to open. Yeah. But knocking. you just got to keep knocking. Just keep going door to door until someone finds you. I mean, know your worth. Know and your you gotta, worth. You gotta know your worth. Know your worth and put, put extra worth on that. Uh, pound the doors, put extra worth. Um, you're becoming an actor or a wrestler. You're marketing yourself. Yeah. And, you know, you just got to show everybody you're that guy. And as far as the networking, is my other one. Do not burn your bridges. Yeah, ever. ever. That's a good one. <laughs> Do not burn your bridges. Within that fearless quality, yeah. go out. Don't be afraid to talk to people. Yeah. Don't be afraid to get out there and network and you know present yourself. Make an overture towards whomever, whether it be a professional corporation, entity, yeah. you know, whatever, or an individual, or whether it's... Jennifer Lopez, or whether it's Alex Rodriguez, <laughs> or whether it's Denzel Washington, or whoever, yeah, they're a human being. They're, you know, flesh and blood, breathe the same air, bleed the same blood. Yeah, you know, 
approach them. You know what I mean? Whether they're approachable or not approachable, but you know. Hi, how you doing? I'm John. Exactly. You know, Whatever, no. exactly. <laughs> you know, and then when you do uh, create those contacts, you know, don't burn your bridges, you know, just continue to be genuine. Yeah. You know, where can audiences reach you at uh, to reach out for uh, potential promotions, uh, events, partnerships, whatnot? Yeah, definitely reach me on uh, several different outlets, uh, Instagram, uh, IG, uh, at team underscore PBA. Uh, you can also reach me on uh, by email, uh, team PBA at gmail.com. Also, you can uh, contact for any type of entertainment, acting, stunt, anything within the entertainment industry, any type of inquiries, uh, inquire with uh, CMA Entertainment, uh, cmaentertainment.com, Cheryl Martin, Allen, uh, and Troy Allen at CMA Entertainment. Um, also with uh, Raynard Pearson at uh, Work Talent uh, Agency. Uh, Raynard is my agent. Cheryl is my manager. Um, you can contact them. Uh, IWorkTalent at gmail.com is... Work Talent Agency's uh, direct email to my agent. Yeah. Um, you can also reach my son, IG, Instagram, at team, no, yeah, yeah, no, at PBA Junior. And then also Bob, my manager in professional wrestling. It's not hard to it's miss either. Team PBA 247. So that's team PBA 247 at gmail.com. You can reach him at Instagram, which IG handle. Uh, Bob Oso. Well, it's a picture. Yeah. It's like something to say, man. It's been a while yeah. since I've been on it. Yeah. And, but you, you'll find this guy on Instagram face. I mean, he'll be wearing a suit, and you'll see the mane and like the hair is all yeah. down. And, and then definitely check us out on Facebook as well. You can IMDb. Look us up. IMDb. Google. You can Google search Fernando Marrero. YouTube. Marrero, MMA. You Fernando Marrero. I read the IMDb. Comments. Uh, Hell, YouTube. But IMDb. <laughs> IMDb. IMDb. Internet Movie Database. Uh, I'm trending. Uh, that pretty much lists all my, you know, work and my resume within entertainment industry. Donovan is currently trending as well. He's done a couple projects and he's doing his thing and he's, you know, he's, he's, doing, my he's, thing. he's doing his thing and he's doing an amazing job and, you know, this is your future in entertainment right here. Future NCAA Division One National Champion, future Olympic gold medalist, future <laughs> UFC, WWE, Bellator, you know, this next Denzel Washington, Michael B. Jordan, move out the way because Jonathan Smith is coming. I want an Oscar. A next America's heartthrob leading man. Okay, uh, heartthrob is a little much, but I, I like to think I'm out there, hopefully. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I hope y'all find me cute or attractive. I, I like this. Yeah. Not you can grow a man out. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the ladies love him, especially, you know, the, the young ladies. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Look at that smile, million dollar smile. I don't know what he's talking about. Alright, well, this has been another awesome episode of the Creative Brew with Team PBA. We'll have him on for another episode, see what else he's got cooking. Um, and other than that, like I said, you can catch the Creative Brew uh, here. I am on Helium Radio at uh, every... Check this guy out. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every every Tuesday uh, at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 p.m. Uh, I'm sorry, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Check it out. Uh, this episode will be on uh, in the next few weeks, so please check it out. And thank you for having us, brother. Thank, thank you so much. So Not a problem. Thank you. Not a problem. Not thank a problem. you for the coffee. Not a problem. I'll have to uh, get a little work out of there with you yeah. one day. Okay. Sure. And just remember, uh, diamonds are forever, so it's Team PBA. Failure's not an option. Mediocrity's not an option. Nice. Keep so, knocking on doors. Yep. Um, <laughs> 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 another awesome episode of The Creative Brew. Be creative. Stay inspired.